Church, Charlotte. up in the first service. Yes, sir. You got, we got a long walk to go today, all right? Somebody magnify the name of Jesus in this place. Oh, come on. You can do a little bit better than that. Come on. Magnify the Lord with me. There is something about the presence of the Lord. He is so, can I be honest with you, this week I have been in many different atmospheres. I've been in several different places, things that I have encountered this week. But can I tell you, there is nothing like the presence of Almighty God. And it is so good and so rich and real in this place. And I want to encourage you to reach out to God today. Because he has a plan for you. He's got a plan for you today. I am so honored to be here. What a beautiful, beautiful presence of the Lord is here. This, this pulpit obviously is for Pastor Nathan. This one probably is here more for me. vertically challenged. It's okay. But I'm so grateful to be here today and honored for this moment. I want to give honor to your pastor and his wife and his family. They are great people. You are so blessed with the leadership that you have. Thank you so much. Pastor, I, I'm just honored to be here, and I thank you so much for the opportunity. I do. If you could stand with me, I'm going to go quickly to the word of the Lord. We're going to look at Zechariah chapter 8, verse number 12. I don't plan to be long, and I promise I won't burn it all out in this But God has been so good. He has been so good. My heart is so overwhelmed today. I'm so grateful for the presence of the Lord that is here. So grateful. Zechariah chapter 8. Verse number 12 says, For the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give her fruit. And the ground shall give her increase. And the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all things. If I can leave this title with you this morning that I'd like to speak to you, it would simply be remnants. Remnants. Lord, I thank you for this moment. 
God, I thank you for your presence that is so rich, so real, so present. God, I come before you right now asking you that you would fall in this place, that you would do what only you can, and that is the impossible. Touch every heart, every mind, oh Lord Jesus. Saturate this place with your presence, oh God. Give me clarity of thought and speech. I give you honor and praise, and I thank you, Lord, for who you are. In the marvelous name of Jesus. In the marvelous name of Jesus. And everyone say amen. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated. Before I get started, I do want to say I give much honor to your bishop. He has been such a mainstay in my life as I have uh, been in this district for the uh, last 27 years. And I just honor Bishop Elms as well uh, and pray that the Lord's favor and hand be on him always. Remnants. If I could read this scripture as well, I was... What brought this thought to me was I was, believe it or not, I try not to read a lot of revelations because I'm just not that smart as, as Pastor Elms is. And so, uh, but I was reading Revelations chapter 3 and the scripture that I was reading says, be careful and strengthen the things which remain. And instantly I begin to think about what my childhood. I remembered as a child going to the store with my mother and we would go to a material store. Now, those that know my mother, I know you, you all don't, but the ones back at home know that uh, mommy, we all call her mommy, Mommy Sanchez. Uh, and, and, and she is a phenomenal cook. Phenomenal cook. She cooks for everybody every time, every Wednesday night. She's bringing some kind of food, and I think they come more for the food than to hear me, but it's okay. And, but what people don't know is that she was also a truly excellent sewing seamstress. She loved to sew, and, um, it, but it didn't always start that way. She initially didn't know anything about sewing. And it happened to be that just as we were growing up, we were, my parents did a great job of letting us know that we were not poor, however we were. <laughs> I just didn't know it. So the need for clothing and to make clothing came from that aspect or that outlook of life. And so mom prayed and she said, God, teach me how to sew. And I remember growing up that we would go to material stores and, 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 and it, it was, it was like, uh, I don't know if you all have a Joann's here, but you walk into this store and when you walk in, there is a plethora of material on every side. There's just rolls and rolls of material and all kinds of, it's like a multicolored oasis of different kinds of fabrics. And I, I, would, uh, I remember that as, uh, as a child that my mother, she would go through each and every roll and just we'd walk down the aisle and she would grab the material in her hand and she would, she would kind of feel it and, and she would kind of just, she wanted to make sure that the fabric was just right. She wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be too rough or too itchy. Or, and, and, and then when she found what she was looking for, she would grab that roll and we would go up to where it was called the cutting table. And she would, she would lay this, this, this roll of material on, on a table and she'd say, I'd like three yards, please. 
and the lady would just pull out three and she'd measure and cut. And she'd do, do this every once in a while and she'd constantly uh, going down the aisles, picking these different things and it was a process. This was her process because there is always a process to covering. I'm not going to go there right now. However, one of the things that I really paid attention to or didn't pay attention to then, but I paid attention to while I was doing this study, was that oftentimes before we left that store, we would find ourselves wandering in the back of a small corner of the store to a place that was called the remnant table. The remnant table was there. It was a, a place where pieces of material that were too small to sell on the roll, but they were still able to be applied to some kind of garment, perhaps as a patch or something small that you could add to a covering. The remnant that were there was what was left off the roll. Or can I say it this way? It was what was left from the whole. Not many people care about the remnants. Not many people think about the remnants because we like the idea of being whole. We uh, like the idea of being made whole. And in reality, I believe that the Lord desires for us to truly be made whole. And the problem is that sometimes we get so satisfied with just our healing that we leave the presence of God and we've never been really made whole. I've come to tell somebody in this place that just because you walked into the building and you got your healing you didn't get everything that God wanted for you I implore you don't just accept the healing but ask God while I'm in your presence God take all of me make me completely whole hear me in this place I want so bad for miracles and signs and wonders to happen into this in this place I want to see the sick receive their healing I want to see the blind come to a place where they receive their sight I want so bad for the deaf to come to a place of hearing but more than that I don't want them to only to get their sight but I want them to see a clear vision of Jesus Christ I want them to hear the voice of God calling not just get a healing I want them made whole I want people to come into this place and when they walk in they don't just get what they need for a moment and walk out but when they walk out they're whole different they're different in life they don't walk the same they don't talk the same but they got a whole new hear me in this place you need to be made whole and in the presence of God you know hear me I know a man that can heal your hurt I know a God that can calm your calamity it's not enough just to get your healing but God is saying I can produce peace in the middle of your problem I know a God that can fix any failure and his name is Jesus it's still Jesus he's the answer to our ailments he's still the refuge in our rubble Jesus is still the one that not only can heal but he can make you whole yeah. 
I'm really trying to behave, Pastor. I'm going to behave. But the problem is that we look at what remains after we go through what we have in life. Listen, I'm talking to a bunch of remnants in here. And the problem is that sometimes we just look at what the remnants of our life, what remains, and we look at it and we say, God, it's not enough. There's got to be more. But what we fail to realize is that God always works with remnants. Living for God sometimes means that there will be loss and there will be people that leave your life and they will go and they'll not want nothing to do with you. You're going to have loss when you live for God. But God always uses the remnants. What's left. You know why? Because what's left is strong. Somebody better look at yourself and say, I'm stronger than I thought I was. Because what's left is vibrant. What's left, what remained dug in. What remained will stand out and stand up. What remains is unmoved. What remains in your life is unwavered. What's left over or the remnant of what you have left is what's real. It's the fake has gone away. What's left of you is real. Have you ever considered for just a moment that God might have allowed you to go through the stuff that you're going through because he knew how tough you are and he knew what would be left would be stronger. You're stronger than you think. Listen, I know some of you have struggled. Some of you have gone through some junk in your life. You've been through a mess. For some of you, life has poured all it can on you. And you thought you've been through it all. And listen, I know the enemy is attacking you. He's been attacking me all week. He's attacked some of you. He's attacked your marriage. He's attacked you with pain. He's attacked you with despair. He's attacked you with heartache. He's attacked you with problems. On every side, some of us have dealt with loss and we're dealing with situations right now that we've never dealt with. Some of you are in a circumstance you never thought you would be in and some of you have been under the burden of your own faults and your own failures and your own sin, even the secret sin. But you know what? You're still here. You're still here. You're still standing. Some of you have gone through the roughest time of your life, but you said in your mind, Devil, you thought you had me, but I'm still here. Devil, you thought I'd shut up and give up. You thought I'd give in. You thought I'd shut down. But you know what? I'm still here. The devil thought he would recluse you. The devil thought he would just take you and you just shut down and there'd be nothing left of your life. But you need to look the devil in the eye and say, I'm still here. I might be hurt, but I'm still here. I might be down, but I'm still here. I might be discouraged, but I'm still coming to church. I might not be as strong as what I once was, but I'm still coming. I might not be whole, but I'm still here. 
you're a remnant. And God has allowed you to go through all that stuff to get rid of the fluff. And he's placed you on a remnant table so that he can create a covering that would be perfect for him. And he needs your part. Listen, don't you ever think that if I don't show up, they won't miss me. Don't you ever think that if I don't come today, it'll be all right. They won't care. Listen, we need your praise. We need your part. Your remnant makes it all your peace is part of the whole covering. But I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can make it. Some of you in here are saying this right now. I don't know if I can. I drug my preacher. Don't you know I drug myself to church today? But you know what the real test of a relationship is? When it's hard. Not when it's easy. Especially in church. Truth of the matter, many people leave church and they walk away from God because of church hurt or how they've been treated or mistreated. But if we could ever realize that sometimes God has to let us go through some things to get rid of the fluff and get rid of the fake. And listen, the Bible says it like this. He lets you go through some stuff so we can let go of the weight that so easily besets. What's left of you is what he needs. So that you can finally learn to lean on him. Hear me, it was never meant to hurt you. It was only to help you. You need to realize what's left in your life was never to destroy you, but only to bring you to your destiny. We should stop. Listen, somebody better hear me in this place. The problem is that we keep focusing on what's left, what left instead of what's left. Let me say that again. We keep focusing on what left instead of what's left. What remains, what stayed. See, the problem is that much of our focus and attention is rather on what we lost instead of what remains. Do you realize, Pastor Elms, as I was looking at the the message of the prodigal, we all do the same thing. We focus on the love of a father that lost the son. And it's an important story. And I, I agree with that lesson, but you know, I finally found a, a lesson that I have missed. And it's that dad did what I do too far often and what some of us do tar- too far often. We focus on what he lost rather than strengthening what remained. Could it have been possible that the elder brother would have not been bitter had dad strengthened what remained? while looking for what lost. Oftentimes the remnants get forgotten. They get left behind. 
and I'm talking to a group of people right here. I feel it so strong right now. I feel like I'm talking to somebody that feels like you've been left behind and, 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 and the focus has been on what was lost. But hear me, quit focusing on what was lost instead of what you got left. Because what you got left is greater than you can imagine. The woman and her son with a cruise of oil and just a handful of meal. She looked at what she had left and she said, I'm going to eat this and we will die. Because she could not get past the miracle of what was left. All she could focus on was what was next. Where am I going to get my next meal? All I have is this left. And she never realized that God was going to make a miracle out of what was left. The woman that was going to go sell her son due to all her debts. She had all she had left in her house was a cruise of oil. And the man of God said, go find more, more vessels and fill them up and fill them up and fill them up and then go sell and pay your debt. Amen. I thank God she listened to him. But the problem is, even though that was a great miracle, the problem was that day in and day out, she walked past a, a cruise of oil because she didn't think it was sufficient. The anointing will always be so. See, that's what you didn't realize. What's left in your life is the anointing that God has poured in you. And he's saying it's sufficient. It'll be enough. It'll be what I'll use to make a miracle. Because God always works with the remnants. Five fish, two loaves. You know what was left over? Twelve baskets. No, no, you, you didn't get that. There were 12 disciples, 12 remnants. There should have been enough bread for each of them. There will always be enough bread for your life. Don't leave what's left. Don't leave what's left. If you come to a house, to the house of God, and God pours out his spirit and blessings, and the man of God starts delivering some bread, don't leave what's left. Because God could use that remnant to produce a miracle for your week. God uses the, God wants to use this church. Do you realize that Gideon defeated an innumerable army with just a remnant of what was originally there? Paul was saved from a shipwreck, not by the whole boat, but by the remnants of the pieces that were floating. What God is saying to this place today is I wish you would strengthen what remains. Strengthen what you got left. You know how you strengthen it? By getting in this word. You know how you strengthen it? You praise him even in your loss. You praise him when you don't know what to do. You praise him when everything's going wrong. When you feel like everything's coming out and coming against you. 
more strength than what you got left. Because the promises of God are for the remnants. Because the remnants have proven themselves. The remnants have shown their tenacity. The remnants have shown their strength. The remnants have shown their faithfulness even when they've been forgotten. The remnants have proven I'll be there through thick and thin. I I believe I'm talking to a group of remnants that are going to join me with your pastor and say, Pastor, I'll be here when nobody else will. I'll shout when nobody else shouts. I'll praise Somebody ought to look the enemy right in the eye and say, my life is still belongs to God. Even though it's what I have left. Somebody in here right now is looking at what's left of your life. And you don't think it's enough. Do you know the enemy looked at you after he put you through what he put you through? Some of you going through it right now. And the enemy is looking at you and he's, he's saying, you pose no threat to me. He's looking at what's left and he says, it don't matter. You don't matter. But can I tell you the enemy messed up? He tried to take you out. He drug you through your own personal hell. He thought he'd beat, whip you and he'd beat you down. And he said, it's done, it's over. They'll never be used by God. They'll never be worth anything. They'll never get their marriage back. They'll never get their lost loved ones back. I've ruined them. Their life is ruined. Their children are ruined. They're all nothing but dead. But can I tell you the enemy made a mistake today he left you with a remnant of hope he left you with a remnant of faith he left you with a remnant of your prayer life and all all hear me that's all you need that's all you need the bible says it like this all you need is the faith the size of grain of a mustard seed and all we gotta do is strengthen what remains strengthen your prayer life strengthen your prayers all you have to do is strengthen your praise if you'll just realize that god specializes in the broken pieces of what remains he will turn it into something that will glorify him somebody ought to look the devil in the eye right now and say Satan you thought my problem would paralyze me you thought my situation would make me silent you thought my calamity would keep me quiet Satan you thought my sickness would steal my praise but I've come to shout with the voice of triumph shout with the voice of praise somebody ought to shout to God because God's about to give you the victory with what you got left but you don't understand brother Luther you don't understand I'm here but I, I just ain't got the joy 
the joy of the Lord is your strength. Not your joy. His joy. If you can praise him till he's happy, he'll make you strong. The Bible says, leap for joy. You don't leap because you already got it. When you're down and out, that's when you leap. You leap for joy. God is saying, strengthen what you got left. I know it looks just like a remnant. And I know it looks like it's not enough. But if you'll strengthen what remains, God will move right through your failure. Satan thought his issue would keep you intimidated. But here me if you'll just strengthen what you got stand stand with me for somebody in here you thought your addictions would keep you alienated You thought your dilemma would keep you depressed. Because all you're looking at is just a remnant of what you used to be. But can I tell you that greater is He that's in me? Hear me. That problem is only going to produce patience. That situation is only going to cause sanctification. Your calamity is going to cause you to call on the Christ. And that sickness is going to cause your praise to be solidified. Your hurt keeps you humble. And those failures will only produce a freedom. The issues you have will only initiate victory. And the dilemma is going to bring you to your destiny if you'll only strengthen Every eye closed. I know some of you are looking at the ruins of your life. And you're saying, it's just a broken piece. It's just what's left.
left with the rubble of your life. After what the enemy has put you through, you can, you can justify quitting. But somewhere in your mind you said, I refuse. at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, please text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.